All right, welcome back to the Snod Pod with John Snodgrass, your mortgage resource, where we're talking real estate, mortgages, and beyond. Um, I've got Aletha Champagne, a real estate agent with uh, Keller Williams Wauwatosa here with us. Uh, thanks again for sticking around for a second episode here. Um, so last episode we talked a lot about you know buyers and you know different investment yeah, and yeah. whatnot. Um, so let's go to the, the sell side. You know, when you are working with a seller and you got a listing, you know, tell me how that conversation goes, and you know how you talk about, you know, where you're going to set the price. And so, you know, that's that's almost the hardest part of my job, right? Because it's sellers are typically emotionally attached to their homes. You know, their memories have literally unfolded yeah. in that space for you know sometimes decades. Um, so they there's a there's a value to that house that they have that might not match what the market believes that value is. So you kind of have to go in with questions before leading with information. Um, let the information and the data speak for itself. And that's kind of where my research background that I mentioned in the last episode comes in of just saying, you know, this is the amount of mortgage applications that are coming in. This time last year, it was tanking because the rates were going up. This time, you know, and you would know more about it than I would, seems to be pretty steady. Yeah. Um, so we're looking at things like that, expires, you know, list to sell ratio. And what that means is, you know, if the house list is at, list at 250, if it is it selling below 250 or above, um, and like 100%, you know, list to sell means homes are a- averaging out to sell at list price or above. Um, and then their timeline and why they're moving. And so all those conversations kind of build, build help me build out a plan. Um, I, especially because this market moves so quickly and things can sh- can shift and change, you know, in, in a moment's notice, right? If the, Fed, if the Federal Reserve meets and rates end up going higher, you know, things could slow. So if their timeline is three months versus three days, it's really going to change how I build out the plan that we're, you know, we're working on through together. Um, and so I don't leave that initial meeting with a seller with a price. Okay. I usually walk through, especially if they've owned it for quite a few years, I'm taking notes on, you know, updates that they've made, kind of the finishes that are there currently. And then I'm building a plan based on their motivation. Are they wanting to, you know, have staging and, and paint and things like that? And are they willing to spend a little money up front to kind of make it, you know, sell for more? Or are they just like, we have a job transfer out of town, we need to leave it a month. Gotta get out of here. It's gonna completely change the approach that we we build and how we take it to market. Um, And I think that that I really lead with kind of a concierge approach, both with my buyers and, and my sellers. The other conversation we're having is where are they going? Sure. Um, you know, the market's tight, as you know, and um, we need to be able to kind of build a plan to make sure that they don't end up homeless. Right, right, right. Even though they've Going now have, yeah, even though they've right. cashed in on their, you know, on their huge asset, yeah. they, that they aren't like couch surfing at, you know, 55 years old Going or something. Going to, you know, European vacation. Right. So, which, you know, I, I wouldn't discourage them from doing, but yeah, I mean, take advantage of the market and go live your best life. <laughs> but yeah. Right. So that's kind of how, how I'm approaching sellers right now. And I'm also, you know, I'm really encouraging them to talk to, you know, you, the lender is, Thank you. is by, <laughs> well, <laughs> because I think that, that people oftentimes are like, we can afford X, Y, and Z in our, our next house thinking that they're 
you know, still carrying the current mor- mortgage that they have. Right. Um, and so I'm saying, okay, have your lender run and, you know, and for you, I'll just, you know, I've picked up the phone and just told you to do it. Yeah. Um, run numbers as if they've sold their house for, you know, XX dollars, right? right? right. So I usually kind of, ha- I'm very conservative. Yeah. I lead with that approach in all my client meetings, buyers or sellers, that I tend to be more conservative on on the approach on really anything. Um and saying, hey, let's run those numbers to see what, what you can afford with with having sold this house. Sure. And that's kind of given them peace of mind when it comes to searching yeah. and then also help them motivate to like, okay, well, what do we need to do to get top dollar? Because if you're saying we can sell our house for 450 in this current state, what about if we do X, Y, and Z and sell it for 550 And yeah. then being able to kind of more comfortably focus on their sure. buy as well. It seems like, and this is kind of relevant, um, that you know some people might be afraid, like, oh, I don't have enough time to buy a new house. Mm-hmm. But it seems really popular right now that you know sellers are in um, you know the power position, if mm-hmm. you will, sellers market where you know part of the offers that you might be receiving, you know, or maybe you're conveying to some of the agents if they're if they're saying, hey, you know, Aletha, what's what's important to the seller mm-hmm. and you representing them? It seems like. Um, addendum O, which is where um, the seller, after the loan or you know purchase mm-hmm. transaction closes, they rent back the house mm-hmm. from the person that's buying it. And and Fannie Mae and, on a lending side of things, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac state that hey, if there's an addendum O involved, the maximum amount you can rent back is 60 days mm-hmm. if you want the best possible rates, which are primary home or right. uh, primary residence rates. So, I mean, when you factor in, I guess, kind of two-part question, are you seeing the rent back or addendum? Oh, yeah. And then, you know, if I'm the seller, I'm thinking like, okay, I've got an accepted offer on, let's just say July 1st, I'm closing on August 5th. Hey, I can actually rent back mm-hmm. till September, October. Um, we'll say mm-hmm. October fourth because August has thirty-one days. Yeah. Uh, don't want to go sixty-one days. Um, so essentially, giving them three months mm-hmm. to find a new house, and yeah. they don't have to worry as much because, like, you know, a lot of things that we deal with is is trying to help somebody buy a home before they sell, mm-hmm. which we can do, and you know, get into a bridge loan and stuff, but. I'm rambling, but I, I guess it sounds like you, you do see. Oh yeah, that so I would situation. say almost every offer I'm writing for buyers right now is is either having a component of real of true flexibility right that I'm drafting into the contract, mm-hmm. or an addendum O attached. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes I've I've left addendum O's blank and sent it over with the offer included it. And just let the sellers fill it out as they want. Just remember, sixty days. Well, yeah, 60 not, days. no, I'm very yeah. Sixty-one <laughs> days is, uh, is too many. Is too yeah, too too many. So we'll also do a, a longer closing date. So theoretically, um, you know, closing date can go sixty days. It could you could theoretically close you know 180 days out, but you're the, who knows where the race would be. You can right. just lock yourself into a into a contract. Um, so standard you know and i don't nothing standardized in real estate i don't probably shouldn't have used that word but the kind of common practice is a 60-day or flexible closing 
and then up to 60 day rent back. Um, Addendum O is essentially a post occupancy is what it's called. Um, And that way, when I'm talking to sellers and they're like, well, we don't we would love to sell right now. This house is too much for us to care for. Or, you know, our family's growing. We're going out. But where do we go? I'm like, okay, well, what if I told you we could, you know, get your house under contract for top dollar today Mm -hmm. and then buy four months to look for your next house. The average real estate transaction is 30 to 45 days. So, you know, they can lose out on quite a few homes you know, which I consider our learning experiences. Right. Um, and then find the one in plenty with plenty of time left over. And then theoretically ask the, uh, ask the new buyers, hey, do you want to truncate that addendum O or close sooner? And, yeah. you know, line up the dominoes like that. Right. Yeah. And it kind of, you know, takes out the stress of owning two homes at the same time mm-hmm. or, you know. Avoids you know, a bridge loan. Avoids which is a expensive, bridge loan. Yeah. Um, which, which we offer and um, which, you know, come in handy when, when they're needed. Absolutely. Uh, if you've got to buy a home before you sell, which is mm-hmm. sometimes the case. Um, so let's just maybe, you know, uh, change course over to kind of buy side stuff. I mm-hmm. mean, it just is so hard to get an accepted offer these days. So when you're talking to the buyer, um, you know, uh, I guess I'm just thinking like, I feel like I get buyers the first time. Oh, I'm just going to just do eh, 20% down. I want a home yeah. inspection. I want an appraisal. I want to loan, you know, all this stuff in this market. It's like, man, you can't, you can't. Do yeah. That. I mean, that's more your conversation. Right. I yeah. try to like. I usually tee them up so you have an easier conversation, which I just sent some people over to you yesterday. So they'll, they're they relocating from out of state. Okay. Um, but they came with that, like, you know, and then 20% down. And I was like, actually, I said, and, you know, and I always preface it because you've got, you're an expert in your field. And I'm, you know, and I think that's why we work so well together. But I always say, like, make sure you're talking to the lender about that because they'll have a better idea of your financial picture. But nine times out of 10, putting 20% down is actually going to cost you more money. And then they're like deer in headlights, like, yeah, but our our parents said 20% down. Right, right, yeah. And I've now explained that, you know, kind of, and and correct me if I'm wrong, as a result of 2008, the PMI, your private mortgage insurance, is it goes away if you put 20% or more down. Correct. Banks like having an insurance policy. It's peace of mind is kind of how I explain it. So I, I'm twofold. I'm like, talk to your lender about kind of working the numbers for one. And for two, you know, be careful. Don't feel like you have to put 20% down because ultimately the house kind of homes resettle with new owners. Yeah. Something's going to go wrong. Nine right. times out of 10, it's the water heater, right? It goes yeah. from like one shower to 10 in, you know, overnight right. and it just breaks. Yeah. So the worst thing you can do is make yourself cash poor when yeah. you buy the house and then, you know, something breaks, you're putting it on a credit card and all of a sudden in being insistent on putting 20% down yeah. to save a couple hundred dollars a month is now putting you in debt, you know, it's a, it's a risk. Right. Well, and, and kind of piggyback on, on what you're saying too. I mean, so a lot of times, you know, we've had discussions kind of together mm-hmm. and then sometimes uh, separately, like, hey, it might be worth on the offer writing 25% down. Mm-hmm. And, and I've got to verify that they've got it. Um, but like I had a recent one, uh, you know, home in the Highlands where, you know, family was there for four decades, mm-hmm. five decades, you know, beautiful home, but it needs to be restored to its glory. Um, and mm-hmm. so they got the offer and then I just, and we kind of talked about this beforehand too. And I, I, I suggested, Hey, you're talking about doing a lot of renovation. I mean, you know, why don't we get get the house mm-hmm. we'll get you approved mm-hmm. and then after you're approved um with the bank i'm selling the loan to 
hey, we're good. Let's back it down to 15% mm-hmm. down because... Yeah. Um, keep the cash on hand. Keep the cash. So let's say it's a $500,000 house. Um, every 5% is 25 grand. Mm-hmm. So if you keep an extra 10 or you know 10% of your pocket, mm-hmm. that's 50 grand. And hey, you, that, that's going to go a long way. Well, and it's also problem. building equity, right? Mm-hmm. That if you're putting that back into the house, yeah. you're, you know, and you're able to then refinance the PMI off right. because now all of a sudden you've put it into the house, you've made the house more livable to your taste. Yeah. And now your house is worth more that, you know, you actually do have 20% of equity in the home right. where you can roll that off. Yeah. Um, that's what my husband and I did is mm-hmm. we bought a fixer upper, we put three and a half percent down and, you know, this was... 2020 or we don't need to talk about what the rates were back then yeah um and we redid a kitchen and you know and immediately rolled that off right yeah um you 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 got equity you know as soon as you finish your projects um the other thing too is for whatever reason you know our parents 20 percent down Mm -hmm. uh you don't want pmi and it's like well you know what's happened So, so i've been doing this 19 years and when i got in the business there was like you know, a rate card that all the mortgage insurance mm-hmm. companies had, and the price was the price if your credit was seven twenty yeah. to seven thirty nine. Yep. Now it's like almost like a black box where, when I create a file, I have your income, your assets, your credit. Mm-hmm. I click a button, and in a matter of seconds, I get all the mortgage insurance companies' prices. Okay, it's gotten so competitive. They're just going. Down. It's so it's the mortgage insurance very cheap. Okay. And so like on this client I was talking about with the, the, the Highlands house, like it was like, I don't know, 50 bucks for a yeah. pretty sizable, mm-hmm. you know, mortgage in the five. Which that in comparison to taking a HELOC to do the oh, renovation yeah, yeah. Like, is, you know. Prime is eight and a quarter. Yeah. Right. So you're for $50 a month, you're keeping the cash on hand, paying cash for the renovation yeah. and saving the money on the home equity line. Like yeah. it, it's, you know, the math is sometimes not always favorable. And in some cases, I'm sure it is to do 20% down, but it's just a, it's, it's more of a myth. Um, the other, the other myths that we have is, you know, the closing date is always 30 days. There's flexibility on that. Um, there's just a lot of different ways to do it. And, and most importantly, I think most people don't realize that the loan product that they use, if, you know, if their agents and and themselves are actually reading the buyer, the offer to purchase contract, they can do whatever they want. Um, There's no, there needs to be no permission from the seller to, you know, go from a conventional to an FHA. It's a little bit more nuanced because there's kind of details that do impact the seller when you're switching to a government loan. Um, But I think agents can feel more comfortable saying, hey, we can write the offer with 20%. Now, like you said, you have to qualify to do the 20%. Yeah. But then, you could back Behind down and scenes, only yeah. put five if you want. Right, or three if you're a first-time home buyer. Mm-hmm. If the house is ready to go and doesn't need any improvement, mm-hmm. feel free to put put 20. But if all of a sudden you fall in love with a fixer-upper and you decide to want to keep that cash, you can still write 20. It's a really strong offer at 20% right. down or more, and then keep that in the bank. Yeah, and, and again, with writing the offer, like, again, if you got the money and you want to put 20, 25% mm-hmm. down, great. But a lot of times I get those first-time home buyers who are like, they've got the 20%, but that's it. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, you know, you got to buy furniture, you got to buy a lawnmower. Mm-hmm. You gotta buy, you know, and just in case, you should always keep some and, money on hand. Yeah, just in case stuff comes up, like mm-hmm. my water heater broke shortly after mm-hmm. I bought that, you know, that, you know, yeah. artist, I just was told, uh, we won't get into that. Yeah. Got to replace that. <laughs> I know. But homeownership is still up. a great wealth well, building yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, tool. Um, um, well, and that's the thing is I think that, and 
And when you're going when with when I'm working with buyers, I'm like, hold on, let's just kind of miss, but you know, myth bust a little bit yeah, at the beginning, bust, like and also explain that the the market itself is nuanced. That you can kind of adapt the the approach yeah. into the market for buyers based on what fits them. Yeah. Um. And and that's kind of what I like to do is just really kind of match make both the process and the home to the specific yeah. client. Yeah. So like our cash offer program, mm-hmm. I kind of told you about it a little bit. It's just so hard to get a, a home these so days. So it's, and I, and the clients that I've sent over to you earlier this week, it's, it's the once, you know, I'm saying, listen, if you have the ability to write, you know, a cash offer and you're not in competition with some, you know, with being, being financed, it's one less contingency that is making the sellers give you know take pause right Mm -hmm. because sellers are comparing sometimes 10 different offers and you know sometimes even more and all that they're doing is really looking at peace of mind what on paper gives us the peace of mind that we will have a smooth transaction to the closing table especially because they're usually rolling proceeds Mm -hmm. um so they're looking for peace of mind and contingencies kind of you know poke holes in that right so what i love about what you guys are offering is that it's essentially underwritten and you're backing it up with actual cash and saying, hey, this buyer is so strong that we feel confident that they can write a cash offer. We're going to get this to close. And it's allowing my buyers to write much more competitive offers in a very competitive market. Yeah. And and we're actually showing a proof of funds letter. So like hypothetical, Mm -hmm. let's just try to use easier numbers. Like, so it's a $100,000 purchase. Ultimately, they're going to write a cash offer. Ultimately, I'm still doing a loan. Let's just say they're putting Mm -hmm. 20% down. I'm still giving them an $80,000 loan. They're still putting 20% down. Mm -hmm. But in your, in the environment we're in, you know, with our, our, our kind of, you know, incredible pre-approval that we provide Mm -hmm. already, it's awesome. But we've got that step up the cash offer um, program where we basically we vet the customer the owners mm-hmm. of a plus are gonna dig into everything it's not for everybody right um but and they've got to be well qualified you have to put a minimum of 10 percent down mm-hmm. um but at the end of the day we basically put a proof of funds letter and say hey alisa you're the listing agent we are guaranteeing mm-hmm. eighty thousand dollars to your buyer now they've provided us with a bank statement of fifty thousand so we're going to give you their bank statement, most recent, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. They've got 50, we've got 80. The purchase price is 100. Obviously, 80 plus 50 is 130. Mm-hmm. So they've got plenty of money to pay yep. cash. And we are, and the owners are signing the, this document. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I've, I've gotten two of these done, and it's hard to conceptualize it. So I pick up the well, phone and I call and I kind of say what I just said. Like, no, this is. And and I think that that's important. I mean, you know, any good lender in this market is working like the agent and picking up the phone. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's why I, I love working with you because you'll you'll do that. Um, but it's it's also allowing I think the buyers to feel less stress. Yeah, it's it giving that it's really giving them more control over the market. Yeah. Um, and and there's still you know the the underwriting process is a little invasive to some. Yeah. Um, and so going through that 
on the front end Early, of yeah, it, it just it, over with it right removes off the bat. right it removes that stress on their end yeah. of like oh my god what if the bank changes their mind you know right. what they're yeah. not they've they're just not. In, yeah, they've they've put you through all of, all of the investigative you know kind of um, what is the accounting and all, all those things exam. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. and you're good <laughs> like you, you know you got a clean bill of health you're good to buy a house yeah. and so I think it and it also decreases the stress yeah. and anxiety on the sell side it's really a win-win and it's definitely something that I'm telling my buyers of at least you know at least sit down and, and explore it because it could it could be the difference of your you know dream home home versus losing out yeah well hey this has been great um, we could talk a lot more. Uh, yeah. So you got to run. Um, I got to run too in a little bit, but uh, this has been fun. Let's yeah. do it again. Of course. We'll Sometime. have you on our podcast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> What's the name of your podcast? Married to Growth. Married it's to Growth. my husband and I. Yeah. And we can pretty much find it on all of them. Yep. All, yeah, all the sites. Apple. Oh, yeah. Married to Growth. Check it out. Aletha and her husband, business owners. Super cool podcast. Aletha, thank you for coming on. Yeah. This has been um, great. Aletha Champagne, Keller Williams, real estate agent out of Tosa. Uh, she covers a lot more than Tosa. Um, but uh, thanks for listening to us. Hopefully we've given you some uh, good nuggets on the uh, home buying and selling process. But uh, I'm John Snodgrass. This is the Snod Pod where we're talking real estate, mortgages, and beyond. Thanks for coming in again. We'll see you next time.